Warning, applying these principles may change your life. People will look at you differently. You'll walk straighter, live bolder, and find out who you are. This is the Manlyhood Mancast. Here's your host, Josh Atcher. Hey guys, Josh Hatcher here for the Manlyhood Mancast. Listen, we're glad you guys are with us. We've got a pretty cool episode today. We've got a lot going on that we're going to talk about today about what it means to be a gentleman. Um, you know, the word gentleman has got more connotations than it does definitions. It's important to clearly define what it means to be a gentleman so that we can get rid of our ideas of what that means and make sure that we have the right idea attached to that word. I remember being a boy and uh, a lot of times women teachers, usually well-meaning women teachers, would use the word gentleman to try to uh, get the class to quiet down and be still uh, because, of course, it's typically the boys that were rowdy. And, uh, you know, I know we're living in a day when uh, we don't like to think that there are differences between genders, but there are, and boys can be rowdy, and women in their best intentions to try to make a class be correct and quiet and operate smoothly, they would use that word, gentlemen. Now, some boys really were enthralled by the compliment that were then being paid to them. They were being referred to as men. And then most boys were offended at being called gentle, and they didn't comply. I think a lot of times I was in that second category. I I, uh, I would have rather have been tough than gentle. And uh, I think that's probably just because I didn't understand what that meant. So we'll get back into that in just a couple minutes. We're going to get into the core of what it means to be a gentleman. So guys, you know when you picture the word gentleman, a lot of times we picture uh, that cartoonish man in a Victorian-era suit and bow tie with a straw hat and a monocle and his hair parted in the middle. He's not Popeye or Fred Flintstone or Yosemite Sam, and he isn't heroic or strong. His response to any circumstance that is tough is going to be fear or at best really bad boxing form. You guys know that caricature when you hear the word gentleman, right? But guys, I think in that picture, we have this idea that to be gentle is to be weak. And I don't think that that's accurate. In fact, I know that that is not accurate. To be a gentleman is not about being proper or mannered or pedigreed or less likely to fight. In fact, to be a gentleman means to have honor. We give things and people the proper value and we treat them in a way that shows honor to their value. So that means showing courtesy and politeness when it matters. And it means showing respect where it is due. So we have to treat people with kindness and in some cases, tenderness, right? That also means defending that honor when someone shows dishonor. So to be a gentleman is a choice to live in a way that shows honor and then in return deserves great honor. That's what I believe it means to be a gentleman. So, you know, there's two words that often get mixed up uh, when it comes to issues of masculinity. And I don't know if anybody consciously mixes them up. Uh, the first one is chivalry, and the other word is chauvinism. Chivalry now is not chauvinism. Chivalry, if you look at the dictionary definition, is the medieval knightly system. It has religious, moral, and social code. 
and it refers to knights and noblemen and that combination of qualities of an ideal knight as chivalry. Uh, qualities like courage, honor, courtesy, justice, and a readiness to help the weak. Okay, that is what chivalry is. And when a man is chivalrous, he holds the door open for a woman, or he is kind, he is polite. Uh, he walks on the proper side of the street to keep her from getting uh, splashed by um, uh, chamber pots being thrown out the window, which was originally the origin of that tradition. Now, the the other word is chauvinism. And I, like I said, I think they often get mistaken in people's minds. Chauvinism is exaggerated or aggressive patriotism. Uh, and we don't usually use the word in that sense anymore, but we do see it as excessive or prejudiced loyalty or support for one's own cause, group, or gender. So you hear chauvinism often referred to as male chauvinism, which is when a man thinks that he's better than a woman and he acts that way and treats her as less than. So I don't know if anybody realizes that they've connected those two words. Maybe it's because they both start with sh. But I think it happened somewhere in the 60s or unconsciously people started to connect them. And it became a bad thing to hold a door open for a woman or to stand up when she's coming and sitting down at the table. And I don't know if anybody knows it and I don't know why, but I, I don't think it's good. I, you know, I that cultural revolution in the 60s, you know, it was good. It did some good things for women, right? Uh, they didn't have to be subjected to chauvinism. But I think there was a lot of uh, ridiculous ideas about women and their worth back then. And they were truly male chauvinistic ideas. But uh, that revolution also brought some bad things too, where we started to throw out the baby with the bathwater and we started to say, well, women don't need to be treated that way. They don't need to be treated with honor and respect. And I believe that everybody needs to be treated with honor and respect. That's what we do. To be a gentleman is to value things rightly. So we should honor and respect women. And that sounds like chivalry to me. Offering to hold the door for a woman doesn't mean that we think she's too weak to do it herself. It means that we want to show her honor. It is polite to hold the door open for people, right? You know, honestly, I hold the door open for men and women because it's polite. Gentlemen show manners not just because of social norms or old-fashioned rules, but we show manners because politeness comes out of a drive to honor people, to value people. I can't say that... Uh, separating those cultural associations between chauvinism and chivalry is something that we can switch and change easily. But I do think we should strive to model that we are men of honor who honor things and value things rightly. Gentle should also not mean weak. So let's talk about this other concept about being a gentleman. And that's the concept of moderated ferocity. So, Make sure you erase from your head that image that being a man or being a gentleman rather is to be weak uh, because it's not right. And make sure that people around you don't think that to be a gentleman is to be weak. I'll never forget when I was a kid, I'd wrestle with my dad. He was tough. He was strong. And he had some military training. You know, he was in the Air Force and uh, had hand-to-hand tr -hand combat training. He took martial arts, everything else. He was stronger than any man I knew. And he definitely showed that strength. We'd roll around in the floor in the living room and he could have crushed my head or snapped my leg bone like it was nothing. Could have seriously hurt me, but he didn't because he was gentle. He was sure to show me his strength while we were messing around and playing around, but he was also sure to show me that he had that strength under control. Being gentle is not being weak. It is moderating and controlling strength. So the Allegheny River 
uh, flowed through my backyard growing up. We were 20 miles from the source. And so where we lived, a lot of people, if you were from Pittsburgh, you would see where we lived at the Allegheny and you'd have called it a creek because it was a lot smaller than the river further downstream. But there was a real deep swimming hole in the backyard. And a lot of young people from town would always come down in the summertime to cool off in that brown water, brown and green water, depending on when. And a lot of those young people were also very disrespectful to my dad's property and to my dad. You know, you'd hear kids cussing as they were jumping in the water and they'd fighting and they'd be littering or doing drugs or drinking back there. And dad would walk down to the river and he'd set them straight. When I say kids, I mean, sometimes they were teenagers. Sometimes they were grown men, you know, uh, younger and sometimes maybe even as tough as my dad. But he'd have to go down there and he would have to set them straight. So I, I'd see boys and girls, you know, especially when they were kids, they'd say things to dad that should have been greeted with a smack in the face. But he always kept his cool. He would firmly ask them to leave. If his eyes got fiery, because they would, when he would get angry, you could see it in dad's eyes. He, he usually, the rest of his face didn't change, but his eyes looked like fire. And when he would do that, those kids would scatter. Every now and then, some young man would need to be physically removed, and dad could have caused serious damage, and he never did. He could remove someone without hurting them. And guys, that's gentleness. That's a gentleman. He's in control of his strength. Another factor that we need to think about and understand when we're talking about being a gentleman is courtesy and kindness go a long way. As men, we want to be known for our strength, for our ruggedness. It's something I think that is in us. We want to know that people think we're tough. And uh, if we're not particularly strong, we may have shifted that desire to be known for our intellect or our creativity. But what all of us wants is we want supremacy. I mean, we do. We want to be the best. And we want to be the smartest and we want to be the, the, the best at what we do. And that's not a bad desire to try to, to want to be the best. But we often lie to ourselves very subtly and we tell ourselves that we're the best and most important person in the room. So it's okay to want supremacy. It's okay to want to be the best. But it's not okay to think that you are the best or that you are better than anybody else. Okay, it's important to keep that in mind. Because even those who might take up the mantle to fight for the downtrodden often can take on that caricature, that caricature, I can't use words, <laughs> take on that character trait where they start to think that they're better than everybody else. You know, you see this a lot in Twitter with, uh, I'll, I'll use the term social justice warriors, uh, but I'll be honest with you, it's not just one-sided politically. You've got someone who feels like they're defending the rights of others and they step in and then they act like they're better than everybody else. And then it completely defeats the point of their message. Or you see the old men that are swapping fish stories at the corner store while they're drinking coffee. You know, one always tries to look better than the other. You know, oh, I remember when I was younger and I got a, you know, it's just, we do it. It's human nature to put ourselves at the center of our own world. But a gentleman shows a great strength that butts against this. A gentleman shows courtesy and kindness. He puts someone else's needs ahead of his own. And that clashes with our inner beast. The inside of us wants to be the top dog. And in balance, when that's properly balanced, that drive is okay. But it has to be balanced by putting other people's needs ahead of our own. And sometimes when we do it, it often inspires that same response in others. And if it does, then we both win, right? If someone else is putting your needs above theirs and you're putting their needs above yours, you both win. 
So guys, I'm going to challenge you. This is a direct challenge from me. There are others who are smarter and stronger. And there are others who are weaker and not as smart. And they need you to defer to them sometimes. They need you to step up and show kindness and politeness. There are people that just need a smile, a laugh, or a friend. They might need you to offer a helping hand or even make a sacrifice to help make meet a much bigger need. I believe that showing kindness goes against human nature, which is about self and self-preservation and self-promotion. Kindness, though, is also built in, too. It's built in because we're made in the image of God. Okay, so love and kindness are also in our image. And while we struggle with these darker sides of us that are selfish, we also have to understand that we are made to be kind. Let's not forget the kindness that others have shown us, and let's live in a way that's indebted to pay those kindnesses forward in acts of love and service for others. I do believe that that is also the core, one of the cores of being a gentleman. As we continue on and we're talking more about being a gentleman, let's talk a little bit about what that looks like uh, when it comes to relationships. Courtship and flower picking, right? That's the things that we think of gentlemen doing when we're talking about love and romance. They're courting. They're picking flowers for their ladies. But trigger warning, I'm going to talk about some old-fashioned ideas about relationships and sexuality. So don't listen. Turn it off. If you can't handle the fact that I might have some ideas that you think are outdated or prudish, then just turn it off. Move on. Or better yet, how about you actually listen, pay attention, and give it some thought? Because there's a chance that I might be right about something. So just because you don't agree with it, just because you want to do whatever you want to do when it comes to dating and relationships doesn't mean that there's not a valid point you should hear here. So instead of turning me off, actually just listen and think about it and consider it. So somewhere in our Fifty Shades of Tinder and Snapchat soaked generation of thirsty bras, we've completely abandoned these old school ideas and I think they kind of matter. So yes, I'm admittedly, admittedly old fashioned about these things and I'm okay with that. And if you think differently than I do, I'm not judging you. I'm not offended by what you think or what you believe, and I'm not disrespecting you, okay? But I'm going to present my case, and I want you to listen. I want you to consider it. Are you ready? This is what's this is what's so offensive today. Are you ready? I think that sexuality should be reserved for marriage. I think sexuality should be gentle and not degrading. I think that dating should shouldn't be exclusive which means that when you're dating someone, there's no strings attached and you can date multiple people. And then once it starts to get serious, then you're going from dating to courtship or going steady. And that should be done carefully and with the goal of marriage in mind. When you're seeing exclusively one person, when you've gotten to that point, your goal should be marriage. And I I have a whole whole lot more old-fashioned ideas about this. Uh, I think that's enough to explain where my framework is when I'm coming to this relationship idea. I think that when we do it that way, we are establishing our boundaries. We are making it clear what we expect. And we are not muddying a lifelong, a possible lifelong commitment with all the emotion and all of the temptation and all of the pressure of sexuality, which is a good thing. I believe sexuality is a good thing, but I think it's reserved for a specific context. And when we get into it too early, we completely miss the point. So I know, again, what I'm saying is controversial. If you disagree with me, that's okay. You can deal with that on your own. But I want 
to, I want you to understand that that is my framework when I view relationships, because I believe that's the way they're meant to be. So when it comes to courtship and dating, and yes, again, there is a distinct difference between the two. Dating is, is, um, going on dates. Courtship is entering into a specific relationship. But when you're, when it comes to those two things, there's something that a man has to do. His toughness, his wildness, and his strength is not tamed by her, but rather he is restraining himself for her, right? So she's not neutering him or taking away his power or uh, forcing him to be calm and collected and cool. No, he is intentionally choosing to exercise restraint. So he treats her gently, you know, he picks flowers or he braids her hair and uh, whatever he needs to do to be kind and gentle and to show that he cares about her and would never hurt her. And in doing that, she sees in him the true beauty of his affection for her through his restraint. If a man cares for a woman, treating her gently doesn't mean that she's neutering him. It doesn't tame him or make him any less tough. No, it's a chance to prove his love by showing restraint. I think if he jumps the gun and he enters into a sexual relationship before the proper time, then he is demonstrating not restraint, but he shows rather that he has a lack of self-control. And that same restraint is important in the bedroom after marriage as well, because he reserves his sexuality only for her. And he also continues to treat her gently and not harshly. Listen, our culture is so saturated with porn and porn has normalized the idea of degrading women during sex. And that is not manly. I I do not believe that a true gentleman descends to calling a woman names or inflicting pain during sex. That isn't love and it shouldn't be portrayed that way. So no matter what stage of your relationship to be a gentleman, you must exercise self-control. Gentlemen, I want you to remember, listen, Let's sum all of this up. If we sum it all up, being gentle does not mean being weak. To be a gentleman means to be a man in control of yourself. And that's what I want to see us do. Whether or not you agree with all my ideas, I understand. and I'm not condemning you. I'm not judging you. But I just want you to know, I believe that that's what it means to be a gentleman. It means that you are capable of tremendous strength. And part of that strength is in restraining yourself to value people and things and relationships properly. Guys, that's what I have to say. I appreciate you guys listening in. Please, if you want to weigh in on it, if you want to disagree with me, feel free to hop into the Manlyhood Man Cave. Express yourself. We would love to hear from you guys. Thank you guys so much for all that you do. I'm glad that you guys are with me. You guys are amazing. Keep up the good work. Be a gentleman. If you want to be a better man, check out our website, manlyhood.com, for blogs, videos, and more from our Manlyhood team. And you can also join our private Facebook group, Manlyhood Man Cave, where you can meet up with a band of brothers who will challenge you and help you on your journey of manhood. This episode is produced by Hatcher Media for manlyhood.com. Our manly theme music is from Austin Sterling and also from Mark Cruz. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you're listening to the show. 
Tune in again for more of the Manly Good Mancast.